0: This is Fragmented, an Android developer podcast where we talk about building good software and becoming better Android developers. I'm Kaushik, and in this fragment, I'd like to get you peeps up to speed on using vectors for your Android development. But before we do that, I want to take this quick opportunity and thank our sponsor for the show, Rollbar. With Rollbar, you can detect diagnose and defeat your errors now i've mentioned to you folks before uh, here at instacart we use rollbar and it's super critical to keeping our site in shape let me tell you a story i was once on a call and we we're super tight about keeping the total number of issues down at instacart so every time we get a certain number of uh 500s up on the server we page someone to go and have a quick look at what's happening on the site. The advantage with Rollbar is that you can slice and dice these errors in different views. So, for example, if I open up their dashboard right here, I can see the top 10 issues that have happened in the last 24 hours. So, this is super important because when I was paged, all I had to do is open up the dashboard and immediately I knew the issue that was causing the problem. Open up the issue, look at the stack trace, and bam! I knew the exact line of server code that was causing the problem. That's exactly what they mean by detect, diagnose and defeat errors. Now the cool thing is that they also have an Android client library. So if your whole team just wants like a single place to look at for all your issues and errors without having multiple tools to do all these things, then with Rollbar, you totally can. As part of a special offer for our listeners, they're giving their bootstrap plan free for 90 days. So that's 300,000 errors. All you have to do is go to rollbar.com fragmented, sign up for this free offer and help support the show. Thanks again to Rollbar. Vectors are amazing. They are basically a type of graphic format where you specify how the image should look like with a specific set of rules or equations. With bitmaps, traditionally we specify how each pixel dot should be colored. Uh, But this is kind of a problem because as your screen density increases or basically the number of pixels change underneath you, uh, your bitmap doesn't know exactly how to account for that. But because vectors essentially just use an equation during runtime, they're able to figure out how the final image should be rendered. So they can actually account for a whole bunch of screen density and sizes. Where this all comes together for us as Android developers is with vector drawables. Just as you render bitmaps in Android using bitmap drawables, Android now has what is called vector drawables to render vectors. Now, vector drawable support was only introduced in Lollipop. So I never bothered with using vectors or SVGs directly in my Android code, simply because you couldn't use it for the mainstream apps that have to support anything before L. But in my early days, even though I didn't use SVGs in my Android code, I still asked the designers that I worked with to give me all icon and image resources as vectors or SVG files. Oh, well, why? It's not because I'm sadistic or anything. It's just that because we had designers who worked with both iOS and Android, it was kind of hard enough for me to understand and grasp the nuances between HTPI, XHTPI, XXXX, HTPI, etc., and how the different screens round up or round down to these resource sizes, getting my designers to also understand precisely how each of those combinations work was kind of difficult. So what I did is I asked them to give me an SVG vector of the uh, image asset. And I had a whole bunch of shell scripts that would basically just generate all the different PNG image resources in a respective folder, and I would just rsync that sucker into my main repository. This was great, and it worked really well. Uh, if you're curious, you can hit me up on Twitter or just leave a comment in the show notes, and I'll try to share some of those old scripts. But I don't use any of that today. Because after a certain time, uh, our good friends at Trello open-sourced a Gradle plugin called Victor. Uh, by the way, very cool movie reference there, Trello. Double thumbs up on uh Librarian. Roger, Roger. What's our vector? Victor? So, Victor was essentially a Gradle plugin that did the same thing that I tediously did with all my shell scripts. But with Android L, uh, instead of PNGs or bitmap images, you could basically start using vector drawables directly in your image assets. And this was amazing. Now, the Android Tools team, being the awesome crew that they are, took it a step further. And with the release of Android Studio 1.4, Uh, announced this tool that came built in with Android Studio called Vector Asset Studio. It surprises me even to this day that not many people have heard of Vector Asset Studio because it's one of the most amazing tools that you have at your disposal. This is what I use and recommend today. It's built into Android Studio, so it basically comes for free. After Vector Drawable was announced in L, they had like this intelligent fallback. So if your app had a minimum API, level that was lower than L, you could still provide an SVG or a vector asset, and it would generate all the resources just like how Victor did for before. But it would also create the vector drawable. So going forward, uh, any if your application targeted anything above L, it you could just directly use the vector drawable. You didn't have to think about this. So as an Android developer, this was amazing because I only had to think about one asset file. The other huge advantage, in my opinion, with Vector Asset Studio is that it came with this giant set of material design icons right inside the tool. So you get high quality material design approved free to use icons for almost every single basic action that you would need for free. No need to go around searching GitHub for the name of that repository where they had all the material design icons and you could never remember the name. And then you have to Google that. None of all that dancing around. Everything just comes directly inside Android Studio. So that's basically the state of the world in vector assets. But even this changed recently around Feb of this year because Google announced a new version of our favorite Oscar MTV uh, Android tool, the support library. So with support library 23.2, they added vector drawable support. And this basically changed the game because... uh, that is vector doubles backported all the way to API 7. So this, without any shadow of a doubt, is a recommended approach today for using vectors. And all your icons and simple graphics lately, uh, you should just be using this. Uh, more on the restrictions a little later. I'll add a link to the show notes to the blog post from our friendly Android dev YouTuber, Ian Lake, uh, where he explains the exact instructions to get it all set up. You have like a line you just put into your build.gradle file like... Uh, VectorDrawable support library, and in all your image views, they ask you to use like source compat, especially if you're using the AppCompat library, which again you should definitely be using. And listen to a previous episode as to why you should be using that. But the huge advantage is that you get native vector drawable support, so your APK size now truly comes down. There's no PNG fallback, uh, the extra image assets that are generated, none of that required. Uh, to give you an example, Chris Baines mentioned uh, in a post that when they started using vectors inside App Compact itself, that shaved off about 9% of their AAR lib size, which, if you consider, is actually a big deal. Because if you have like 20 apps installed, that's 20 apps into that 9% savings, because almost all good apps today use App Compact. So, huge uh, improvement there. Some noteworthy points about using vectors, so even though twenty three point two was uh, the support library version that added it in, I highly recommend you use twenty three point two point one because if you use it in conjunction with App Compact, you don't need some of those extra uh, flags and essentially this is uh, you should just keep up to date with support library. I'll add a link again uh, to a Google+ Plus post where one of the Android developers talk specifically. Uh, why this is important now you can also use vectors with your drawable left drawable right all those other uh text view sort of supports for compound drawables you can use vectors even with those and that's amazing also if you want to do this old school and get programmatic and use set image resource then you you can use vectors there also in a very straightforward manner Uh, Color filters—you can apply color filters to vectors, so that's again amazing. Because if you have like a green version of your icon, if you have like an orange version of your icon, a blue version, you don't have to worry about all those. Programmatically, you can just have uh, change the color filter on a single asset, and you're good to go. So the recommended way today is use app compat and support library twenty three point two point one. Ask your designer for a vector. Personally, I prefer SVGs. She or he will give you an SVG, use the Vector Asset Studio importer and point it to your SVG file, and it basically takes care of everything for you from there on. Now, I've only talked about vector drawables, but you can also apply the same techniques to what is called animated vector drawables. It's pretty much as the name suggests. Instead of creating an animated drawable with multiple PNGs to point to the states, uh, different states of the animations, you can just use a single vector and specify that animation. Instead of going through the details, I'll point you to a blog post that Chuki wrote some time back uh, on this, which I still find super useful just in understanding animated vector drawables. Here's the challenge for you. Previously, I came across this library called Roadrunner and it was this pretty slick library that would essentially build a progress spinner for you. So what you would do is you would specify an SVG file. And using that path, it would sort of trace this spinner-like loading animation. Uh, I'll drop a link in the show notes to a YouTube video or a GIF. Uh, Just looking at it, you will understand exactly what I mean. What I've been wanting to do is essentially take what this uh, Roadrunner library provides you and actually build my own animated vector drawable so I could demonstrate how this could be done. If you beat me to that and write a post, then definitely shout out and let us know so I can share it with all the other listeners. So here's a great life lesson. Nothing in life is free. So we've been glorifying vectors and SVGs and all this great stuff, but there's a cost to everything. So what are some of the problems you would face with vectors? Runtime performance. Now, remember the initial definition that I gave about vectors? Since it's rendered on runtime, if the vector is like sufficiently complex, it can actually take a performance hit. So if you have like a photograph-like image or a very complex image with cats and kittens all around, then you're actually probably better of just using a simple PNG bitmap. Now, honestly, I would always just try to use vectors first because it reduces conceptual complexity for me. And honestly, I don't usually mind taking a performance impact if the code is simple to understand because that's what I deem important personally. But our friend, Dan Liu, actually has a GitHub project where he ran like a small test on the performance impact. And he came up with some very interesting findings. Vector drawables are pretty slow to render initially, but after that, uh, it's pretty fast. Bitmap drawables, on the other hand, are consistent and fast, but not quite as fast as vector drawables when they're reused. So I'll point you to that project on GitHub as well. You can have a look at it to see his findings. The other problem is that even though you supply Vector Asset Studio with an SVG file, that doesn't necessarily mean it'll always work because there are certain restrictions on the kinds of vector formats that Vector Asset Studio understands. I'll add a link again to the show notes to a list of all those restrictions. But just know this sometimes you may not be able to parse the SVG uh, file that you supply Vector Asset Studio. Uh, Juraj Novak is another person who actually released another sort of conversion tool that does something very similar. So uh, apparently it works a little better than Vector Asset Studio. That is, it's able to understand a more varied number of cases. So I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. So use that as a fallback if it doesn't work. Uh, But despite this, for simple graphics and icons, more often than not, you should, a whole majority of all your images and icon assets should be taken care of. All right. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'll make sure to add a whole bunch of other links if you're just curious to learn more about vectors and vector drawables. For example, Mark Allison, uh, our friend from Styling Android, has an amazing set of series on vector drawables. Uh, And also he has another post where he talks about using vectors for almost all cases. So uh, if you're interested in the subject, I would highly recommend you read those blog links as well. Thank you all for listening and I will catch you next week. Once again, we'd like to thank Rollbar for sponsoring this episode of Fragmented. Head on to rollbar.com/fragmented to get their bootstrap plan for free. That's rollbar.com/fragmented. Thanks again, Rollbar.